0: Champions Pod with Waqar Hussain. Here we go then. First episode of the Champions Pod, guys. Welcome back to the channel. Another upload. Two in two weeks, I know. Uh, I'm in great form. Welcome to the show. This is, of course, just a pilot episode just to see if we're any good at this. And if we are, then I'm pretty sure we'll be recording more in the future. On today's show, we're going to be breaking the ice. We'll be talking about how and why we became so obsessed with sports. And I'm going to be introducing my co host. So, without further ado, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, my name's Nissar. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. We've tried a lot of times to do it, and we're finally a lot here. Of times. So, we've made it. Um, I've known Makar for quite a long time. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm a fan of boxing and UFC. Uh, a big sports fan in general, and um, I'm a big fan fan of life, really. Uh, yeah, so... Um,
0: that's it. Sorry, I just cut you off there. Um, but you're, you've been in a similar sporting fanhood journey as me, uh, such as, like, okay, we were football fans when we were younger. Then we got yep. into the NBA and then UFC and combat sports as well. So, yeah. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about that? How did you get into those different things and how you've incorporated them into your lifestyle?
1: Okay, so it started with obviously football because when you're when you when you have older brothers there's gonna be football on. Uh so I was watching a lot of football, you know, Premier League every weekend, um FA Cup, obviously World Cups. And then um it went to uh, wrestling firstly is where like the first combat sport began, like two thousand six, um watching wrestling like, you know, Findlay, Kane, Undertaker. <laughs> Um, And obviously at the same time there was boxing, but only like the big fights, you know, like for example, Amir Khan was fighting or Floyd Mayweather. Um, And then in 2011, I started watching UFC. I just gave it a try one time and I was hooked on that. And that's come to the top of my list now in my favorite sports. Um, And then some somewhere along the line, NBA came in as well, other sports as well, just to try and keep track of it. But it's now the fight sports and um, football third. So UFC boxing and football.
0: Yeah. And um so like myself, you're a bit of a creative person as well. Uh, I you. know obviously me and Nisar, we started a sporting blog in 2013, was it? Yeah. yeah the Sport Matrix. So uh, you're kind of one of the first people that got me into the uh, digital content side of you're things. you um, So yeah, what do you have going on at the moment in that? Uh, so
1: I, I parted ways with my company in 2019, end of 2019. Uh, Just a good willing um, exit from the company for a new challenge. I wish them all the best. I will be back here and there for some big events. Uh, I've got my own website called NSR now, which is in development. We're going to try and bring uh, new sports analysis and maybe some things from the world of pop culture, maybe some music, technology, news, and just things so I can diversify my interests rather than just having to speak about sports all the time. Although it'll be heavily focused on sport. So the social media link is down below here.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely in the description. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll be looking forward to posting new content, hopefully having you on. If we do go for a podcast, we will um, try and get you on there as soon as possible. Inshallah. um, Inshallah. So yeah, that is where I'm at currently, along with a university and so on. So obviously I'm a Liverpool fan as well, uh, top of the league, you know how it is. Uh, Bukar, you're a Liverpool fan as well, so uh, what does it feel like at this moment to be a Liverpool fan? Because obviously we're on cloud nine, but... Just try to yeah. explain it to, to people who aren't necessarily on that cloud nine right now.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously, as you said, we're on cloud nine right now. I don't, I mean, I'm only 21, but I can't imagine there's been many better seasons in the history of the club. I know we've got you know the record points total at this point of the season, and long may that continue. But for Inchalla. me, um, you know me, I've been a big fan of Klopp since his Dortmund days, so I'm just glad to see that he's, you know, proving all the doubters wrong. There were a lot of debates early on in his tenure about is he good enough, is he... You know, there were comparisons to Rodgers in terms of the win rate. He hadn't had a great record in terms of major cup finals. So he had that against him. Um, But gradually over time we've seen he's improved the players. He's improved the playing style. And, yeah, now we have... Arguably the best team in the planet. Um
1: Definitely. I agree. There's there's no denying it at this moment in time.
0: Um yeah, so the Premier League, inshallah, it does happen. Still, you know, waiting to say it's our of year. Of course, but, yeah, of course. Um if that happens it will just be the cherry on the cake, you know. Thirty years of waiting and you know, we've had the we've had the uh So if you go back to Klopp's first interview, I think it was his press conference when he signed, he said, we need to become believers, doubters to believers. That was the the key quote from that day. And you can see that, you know, we had the, um, the disappointment of the 2018 Champions League final where I've watched that game back a few times now. And apart from, you know, the freak errors from carriers and oh, the yeah. wonder goal from Gareth Bale, which is 1 in a 100. I'm prepared to say that Liverpool were, on the day, just as good as um, Real Madrid. So again, there was a bit of unfortunate uh, circumstances there, obviously with the Salah injury as well. You know, it was all, it was all very gloomy. So yeah. yeah it,
1: was, it was a tough loss. A very tough loss. But, but to the
0: then... Extent. But then, you know, doubt is to believe is that's the thing. So. After that final everyone was like okay so he's lost the League Cup final, he's lost the Europa League final in his first season and now the Champions League final so is he actually going to bring success to this club or not? What does he do? He buys Navigator Keita, Fabinho Alisson which I think has been his biggest signing by far. I know Virgil van Dijk, some people think he is which is you know the obvious candidate um, But yeah, so he's brought us back, the 97-point season, and then we've gone and won the Champions League in Madrid, which I think is quite poetic in itself. Definitely. And (laughs) yeah, so to have the 97-point season and not even win the Premier League, which must have been devastating for the players. And then he hasn't even bought any players in the transfer window. So he's shown belief in his current playing staff. And that is what I think encompasses the entire journey that we've been on. He just uses what he has at his disposal and makes the most of it. And he's improved his plays again further this season. And now we're on course for hopefully what is a record-breaking season in terms of points, wins and goals scored. Um, so, yeah, and obviously I wanted to ma- uh, mention this as well. Marginal gains has been huge in Klopp's development of this squad. Um, I know people might have read about this. We had a throwing coach hired last season and we've gone from, I think it was the third worst at retaining possession from throw-ins to I think it was the second best in Europe. Oh, wow, I was so that's, that. Yeah, so that's clear to see. Um, and then we've got the development of the Kirkby training complex as well in Liverpool. They're going to be leaving Melwood this summer to integrate the academy and the senior squad together. Um to create, you know, one whole footballing family, as I see it. Um, And then, yeah, you add to that the player development, the trophies are coming in now. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a great, great time to be a Liverpool fan. But it's not just about enjoying the now. We want to keep it going. We don't just want this to be two seasons, a flash in the pan. We want to avoid what I call a Wengerism, which is... Oh, right, OK. OK. I want Klopp to stay only for as long as he feels he can sustain this level of performance. I don't want him to overstay his welcome, even though, in my eyes, he's already a club legend. But yeah, we need to be preparing for the stages after the Klopp era as well.
1: And arguably, we could say we are with um, how the youth, well, not, uh, the younger, the youngsters have been doing in the FA Cup, and um, yeah, you know, it's, it's looking good. Like we've never seen this in our lifetime, so it's it's special and. And it's, yeah. it's it's amazing how the debate's already turned to can Liverpool go undefeated rather than are they going to win the title? Because a lot of people have given up now in terms of Liverpool hoping that Liverpool would choke. Yeah, that's Although the thing. It Although it's so possible, we've just, got to be cautious because we've seen we've seen of some, course. some 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 devastating moments. I mean, the worst yeah. for me is the slip in two thousand and fourteen. Oh, for sure, for but sure. I think it will all be healed yeah. with um the way we're going right now, the rate we're at.
0: So yeah, there's my uh, little ramble on Liverpool, if you want to call it that. Okay, so Nisar, you told us you're a massive fight fan now. Um, Obviously, we've just had a couple of big fights in the UFC. First off, with Conor McGregor making his long-awaited return to the Octagon. And more recently, we had Jon Jones. And I want to talk to you about this first. So, obviously, it just happened this past weekend. And for me, it was the first fight in a long time, probably since the first Gustafsson fight, where his opponent was the aggressor, Um, I think everyone who's watching could easily say he took the first two rounds and then Jones obviously switched it up a bit, he went for more leg kicks and uh, takedowns, those were in his favour which I think might have swayed the judge's decision a bit too much Um, and a lot of people are calling this a robbery so I wanted to get your thoughts on that, do you think Jones deserved the victory and are people just Tired of him winning, and they just want to see someone else with the belt. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I think I had to watch the fight two times to be really sure. But after the first time, uh, as soon as um, Jones's hand was raised, I thought, yeah, this was a bit of a bit of a robbery because the way Reyes was was working him in the first first few rounds, maybe he, he never really wobbled Jones. He did knock him down, but it was only because of a body yeah. shot. Yeah. At, at first, there. it did look like he uh,
0: got him on the chin, but replays yeah. to uh, agree with that.
1: You never know, the, ju- the ju- judges saw that replay. They could have thought it was a knockdown, you know. But obviously, they didn't do it. I don't think they gave him a ten eight anyway, so. Um, but I feel Reyes did push the pace, but again, Jones was defensively responsible. He always has been, you know. That's why we never have really seen him, like, stunned mm-hmm. in, a, in a fight. And he's got a great chin. And he did turn it on in the last few rounds. Although, I don't know if the takedowns should have had as big of an effect because Reyes popped straight back up yeah. after them um so that's why i leaned maybe towards a draw but in this case you know jones is the champion you've got to do something great enough to to strip that belt from him and reyes didn't he i mean he faded in the championship yeah, round so that's true. he couldn't really secure the fight you know and in a rematch um i think jones we know what jones is like in a yeah. rematch he, he will deal with that he, he
0: knows what reyes and, is uh, about now
1: yeah, yeah. so um I'd, I'd, it does show you know it wasn't the best performance by jones but. You know, he's been at the top for a long time, more than a lot of us can remember. I mean, I was I was not a fan of the UFC when he was first a champion. Most people weren't, to, yeah. be, to be honest, and he was destroying killers from that point. So, yeah, it's catching up with him a bit, but, you know, he's still, he's still on top, so.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so something
0: I've been seeing yeah. on Twitter lately is, who is the pound for pound king of the UFC? Is it still Jones, who's been there for, you know, the past decade? Or is someone like Khabib maybe a more worthy uh, holder of that title? What do you think?
1: I'd say it, it'd still be Jones right now because he's yet to be, be defeated. He's had so many title defences. And if you look at Khabib, Khabib has done well so far, but his last his last win, Dustin Poirier, great fighter. Before that, McGregor, excellent fighter, elite fighter. Um, before that, he fought uh, Alec Quinto, I think, wasn't it? For the um, vacant belt. Mm-hmm and a Barbosa before that, so yeah, he's had a great, great run, but I feel he needs to make a few more title defences, maybe, T's going up a division, or something, because it, because what Jones has done, cannot be overturned, with just a couple of years of dominance, it's got to be, a sustained period, nearing a decade, of, killers, to, to get there, yeah. so, I'd say Jones is still quite comfortably, at the top for now, um, and he could really cement that, if he steps up to heavyweight, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I remember we'll see Jose
0: Aldo, I know he's not, near the top level of the pound for pound rankings at the moment but you know when he had the uh the beef with mcgregor he'd been at the top near the top of the pound for pound rankings for quite a while so that just goes yeah. to show you need to put in a lot of work to be considered the king of mma
1: yeah definitely and i say because they've introduced this concept of having a combined men and female rankings amanda Nunes is doing very well to to keep her spot as well because Obviously, she, she won both belts, she took out yeah. Cyborg, she's taken out Ronda, you know, she has a big claim for it. Yeah, so, so it's, it's great to so. see her
0: doing so well. And uh, yeah, just for guys watching on YouTube, I will be making a video on Amanda Nunes very soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, Nisar, you mentioned McGregor there just briefly. Um, he fought recently. What did you make of that? And uh, yeah, do you think he's back in the UFC for good?
1: I hope so because I thought he looked brilliant on that night. I mean, he was fighting Cerrone. You could say, you know, the quality of opposition wasn't quite there. But this is Donald Cerrone, a man with the most wins in in the sport, well, in the UFC, and he blew him out in 40 seconds. You know, he looked aggressive. He looked strong. He looked like a real welterweight this time, which was a difference to the first two Diaz yeah. fights. He was a he was a proper welterweight. So mm. um, he 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 will have more strength should he fight Habib. Um, I'd say featherweight is obviously out of the question now. It has been for a while, but this confirms it. But it's going to be very interesting. He holds all the cards. I'd personally say next for him should be, you know, Habib and Ferguson are tied up to April. We'll see how that goes. Masvidal and Usman are going to fight each other, it looks like. So if he can't fight Masvidal, I'd say he should take on uh, Justin Gagey and, um, you know, secure at least one title shot because Masvidal and Usman will be waiting after that anyway. So, so you're not of um, the
0: uh, opinion that the trilogy fight needs to happen right now
1: with Nate Diaz Mm -hmm. um I don't know if Diaz will be as up for it now I feel I feel it's Diaz losing to Masvidal has kind of dropped his stock a bit yeah you know definitely the way the way Masvidal dealt with him as well you know you could say he was slowing down towards the end but Masvidal for the time the fight lasted Masvidal was all over him so
0: yeah but then again you never know with these Diaz brothers they are they're hard bastards. Excuse my language, but yeah.
1: I would love to see him fight Nick Diaz. That would be a fantastic fight, Ooh. but you know, yeah. I don't know if, if Nick will come back. You know, and that that brings a whole other dile- dimension to this game because Nick will probably want a piece of Masvidal as well. So, um, but I'd say the chances of Conor winning a world title in the UFC are as big as they have been for as big as they have been. I'd say since January twenty fifteen when he had the Alder fight lined up i feel he's he's in the, in the
0: contention again interesting stuff okay so guys we'll be back in just two seconds hey you yes you listener If you're out there and can hear my voice, we'd love it if you could reach out to us on the socials and say hi. It's encouraging to know when people are listening and enjoying the show. We're at The Champions Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And as an up and coming new show, we're always looking to reach new listeners. So drop us a follow and enjoy the ride. Right, back to the studio, guys. Okay, so uh, obviously we've got the Champions League... Uh, knockout stages coming very fast next week in fact um, a lot of stellar matchups in the lineup uh, which ones stand out to you Nisar
1: well it's a, it's a great feast of games um, I'd say my obviously Atletico Liverpool is going to be a compelling one you know can Liverpool's fierce attack can Simeon have an answer to them because I'm sure he's been keeping on, on us as the best team in Europe and I mean, he could hasn't? have a, he could have a plan he could have devised a plan to to take us to to give us trouble really. Uh Dortmund PSG will be an interesting one. Let's see if PSG can finally, you know, get some momentum going this year. I mean, if Neymar's going to be back, is he going to be try, fit? That's all. It's a whole question. new dynamic. Uh, Man City Real Madrid, I mean, Man City should win this, but I mean, Real Madrid, or Real Madrid for a reason, you know. Um and I'm excited for Napoli-Barca. Napoli may have their issues, you know, going on, but so do Barca essentially with this whole messy fiasco. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see how Na- Napoli seem to find something different when they're in Europe compared to Syria. So, you know, let's see how they crack on in that game.
0: Yeah, and uh, obviously we've got the repeat of the 2012 final with Chelsea and Bayern. Um, oh, yeah. None of those clubs quite at the peak of their powers at the moment, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a blast of a tie. Um, We've also got Tottenham and Mourinho in the Champions League up against uh, Julian Nagelsmann and RB Leipzig who for me are, you know, they're coming of age now. They've got Timo Werner who's one of the hottest strikers on the, on the continent at the moment, then they've got a strong spine with Peter Kulashi in goal, they got one of the most sought-after young defenders in world football with, with Pamikano at centre-back, and uh, also I want to mention Marcel Sabitzer, he'll be one definitely to watch out for Tottenham fans, um, and also Atalanta-Valencia, I think it's the tie of the round which goes under the radar a bit, but remember, one of these teams is going to be in the final eight, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Um, I don't know too much about Valencia, but Atalanta, over the past few years, they've, um, who do I, conv- I, kind of Kloppism, but not really. Uh, so they play one of the most expansive styles in the Italian League. They've got A front three of Zapata, Ilicic, they've got Luis Muriel now as well. So they're very entertaining to watch. I think they are the highest scoring team in Syria over the past two years. So that'll be entertaining, if not the big names that you're looking out for in the Champions League. And then obviously you've got Lyon versus Juventus. You know, can Ronaldo do it again in the knockout stages? That's what we're all looking forward to. And Napoli, Barcelona as well. As you mentioned, very intriguing uh, tie there. Carlo Ancelotti not there now for Napoli, but let's see how they do. So I'm going to come to you now for some quick-fire predictions in the Champions League. I just want you to say the name of the winner, and if you want, you can say the prediction of the score as well over the two legs. So we'll go first with Chelsea versus Bayern.
1: Bayern Munich. Um 3-1 in aggregate.
0: I'm going to say Chelsea to win that. on away goals, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, next we'll come to Lyon versus Juventus. Uh, Juventus to win comfortably. 3-0 um, no aggregate. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I expect Juventus to win, but I think Lyon are going to score, so I'm going to go 4-1. Uh, Spurs versus Leipzig
1: Spurs on penalties after hmm. um, I think they'll split it 1-0 Each side
0: Okay, interesting um, Oh, this is a tough one I'm going to go with Leipzig on OA goals 2-1 uh, Next, we'll go to Napoli and Barcelona
1: Three uh, two Barcelona on aggregate.
0: Yeah, I still expect Barcelona to you know have enough to get the job done. So I'll go with three one Barcelona. Next, Atalanta and Valencia. Uh,
1: I really don't know which which way this going to go. So I'll say it'll go to penalties and um, Atalanta will win.
0: Penalties, okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Valencia to win. I, th- I think it's gonna be high scoring. I'm gonna go 4-3 to Valencia. Um, next we'll say, Dortmund versus PSG. What do you think is gonna happen in that one?
1: I think this will be the best tie of the um, the lot. And I, will, I believe PSG. No, actually I'll say, I think Dortmund are gonna stun PSG. Three two on aggregate.
0: The young guns. Okay. I'd love for Dortmund to do it, but I just think PSG, they're gonna they're you know, every year we say they're focused on the Champions League. Can Dortmund really stop them? I'm not so sure. We'll find out. I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with PSG on this one. Three two on aggregate. Um next we'll go to Well, I think it's the tie of the round. I know we haven't spoken much about it so far, but if you want to say um, your thoughts on this one, Real Madrid versus Manchester City.
1: I think it's a great tie. I think Man City will be zeroed in now based on how the Premier League's going for them. And of course, with how close they came, you know, the VAR heartbreak uh, last season, I think maybe they'll give this a good go and I could see them overtaking. Real Madrid may not be at their best right now, but beating Real Madrid will be a big feather in the cap for them. And I think... It's what they need, and I believe they are capable of doing it now. So I'll say Manchester City 2-0 on, on aggregate.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think most people would expect Manchester City to shift their focus now on the Champions League. But then again, Real Madrid, this is their competition. I know they were knocked out by Ajax last year, but um, you know they're in a rebuilding phase, okay? but they are still in contention for the La Liga title. They, they're still winning trophies, of course. They won the Super Cup last month. So they're still a big institution in football. And as much as uh, I think Manchester City are gonna zero in on the Champions League and make that their prime target for the season, I'm not so sure Real Madrid will make it that easy for them. So I'm gonna go for the Spanish side here to win.
1: Do you think that will, that will affect Pep's fate at the end of the season?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think even if they got to the Champions League final, the fact that... uh, So, you know, they've had 198 points in the two seasons. So that does give him a bit of leeway. He does have licence to have a bit of a drop-off. But, come on, with that squad of players, with the additions they made in the summer, they shouldn't be 22 points behind. That's a great
1: point, great point.
0: I'm not so sure that the Champions League will be... The be-all or end-all for Pep's fate. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Real Madrid to win 5-3 on aggregate. And finally, we're going to come to Liverpool. Are they going to be stopped by Atletico Madrid?
1: I'm, conf- I'm confident, but I'm also nervous because it's Atletico, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we deal with them, um, if we can break them down. I think we'll struggle to break them down, but I think we'll beat them 2-1 on aggregate, inshallah.
0: 2-1. Yeah, interesting point you made there. Can we break them down? That, you know, it takes me back, you know, a year or two now um, when we were struggling against low block sides in the Premier League particularly, coming up with a lot of draws. But if you fast forward to now, you know, we don't drop many points now. We always find a way. We have... Know, set pieces we have the counter-attack we can play total football possession style based so I think there's a lot of ways for Liverpool to win games and Atletico they saw Griezmann last year they're not having a typical Atletico season obviously they lost uh, Godin as well which goes under the radar a lot so is their defence going to be up to the task in this competition against arguably the best team on the planet at the moment. Um, I'm gonna say Liverpool will walk out comfortably. 3-1 winners. Plus, um, another interesting stat, Liverpool have never lost a European knockout tie under Klopp. So they have that going for them. They've always reached the final. That's That's very true. So uh, yeah, I don't expect them to get knocked out at the first hurdle in this season's competition.
1: Fantastic. Look, looks good for us then.
0: Yes, hopefully. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up this initial podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, in this hour as much as I yeah, did. I've
1: had a blast. It's been a pleasure here. I mean, hopefully on, this is the start of something special, so we'll see how we crack Inshallah.
0: on. Inshallah. Yeah, so um, I hope you guys listening or watching on YouTube also enjoyed this. Subscribe for more content like this. Leave a like to show your support for the channel. And yeah, we'll see you very soon.